0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Kieker. Welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And this is a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. If you have a question, you can visit online. It's a great website. Check it out, SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, L-I-V, SeniorCareLive.com, or you could always give us a call at 1-800-331-6445. All right, so just wanted to start off the program today by recognizing a really important month. Now, when you work in the healthcare field, every month there's a special month for everything, right, or a special day like I've talked Many times about, you know, Nurses Week and Nurses Day, because my wife is a nurse. How about that? So, uh, but and we've talked about a lot of other things. But September is Alzheimer's Month. And that's, uh, that's a big deal. That's, that's really important. It's huge. And last Tuesday on September the 21st, that was World Alzheimer's Day. Okay, so every September, people come together from all around the world to raise awareness and to challenge the stigma that persists around dementia. And then, of course, September the 21st, uh, that marks the 10th year of this vital global awareness raising campaign. And again, September 21st marks World's Alzheimer's Day, and that typically coincides with the launch of our World Alzheimer's Report. And in 2021, that report and that campaign will focus on diagnosis. So uh, this year's campaign will shine a big bright light on the warning signs of dementia, encouraging people to seek out information and advice and support, as well as contacting their local Alzheimer's uh, or dementia association in their particular county. So uh, again, the mission of this program is to provide information, education, resources for seniors and their caregivers. At least half of my clients with Senior Care Consulting either currently have Alzheimer's Alzheimer's or some uh, some other form of dementia, or maybe they have some early warning signs to where we may need specific memory care at a later date. We need to plan for that. So uh, let me provide you the local chapter, the Kansas City chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, they're located at 3846 West 75th Street, and that's in Prairie Village, Kansas. But they are the association or the chapter covering the entire KC metro area. And then I'll provide their phone number here. It's 1-800-272-3900. So again, the Alzheimer's Association of Kansas City, so the Kansas City area chapter on 75th Street in Prairie Village, 1-800-272-3900. All right, so with that, let's talk about the signs of dementia, the warning signs of dementia. So uh, first of all, recognizing that every person is different and is unique, and dementia affects every single person differently, or, or it could. And obviously, there are a lot of similarities there, but no two people experiencing symptoms in the exact way. Uh, that, I mean, and, and again, there may be... You know some some similarities, but every the point is everyone is unique, and your symptoms may look different than your neighbor's symptoms or your friend's symptoms. Okay, and also the symptoms could vary uh, i big time depending on the type of dementia that that person may have. All right, so ten of the most common warning signs are as follows so number one and you know w- number one uh, by by a mile <laughs> is memory loss now we're not talking about i mean sometimes you might forget something or that oh wait a minute it was it was it this or was it that we're not talking about that we're talking about pretty clear memory loss and what I've noticed, and, and something you know, one of the one of the hallmarks of uh, Alzheimer's or dementia, different types of dementia, would be pretty specifically short-term memory loss. And so I've had so many people. Say you know, I'll, I'll be talking with Mother and ask her what she had for breakfast and that was just a half an hour ago and she can't remember. Well, I had breakfast and I, I think I, I think I enjoyed it, but I can't I can't remember exactly what I had. Well, that's that would fall into that category of short-term memory loss. Or you know, asking uh, the same question because you forgot that you asked that question just a few minutes ago. And uh, maybe forgetting the name of the president or the name of some family members or, you know, you get the idea. So it it tends to be that short-term memory loss, uh, although, I mean, it it could go further back. But what I've noticed is that a a lot of folks with short-term memory loss, that long-term memory is still intact. They could tell you exactly what day they got married and where they went on their honeymoon. Because maybe that was 40 or 50 or 60 years ago. They could tell you about the home that they raised their children in, and maybe their first job or when you know what they did in their career. And so when you're reaching back into you know decades old memories, they tend to still be there for a long time. Eventually they're going to lose that as well. but you'll tend to see that short-term memory loss uh, first. Okay, And and then difficulty performing familiar tasks. So one of my very first clients way back in 2003 with Senior Care Consulting, she said, and, and, and this was such a nice lady, she lived out in Colorado, and every year around Christmas time, around the holidays, she would come home and see her mom for a week or two, hang out, and she said every year we made cookies together. It was just one of our traditions. And we got together. We're both working at it and and chipping away and and baking our cookies and talking and just having a wonderful time making our Christmas cookies every year. And she said, and I knew my mom was slipping a little bit, and, and that's okay. But uh, we were cooking, and I said, Mom, uh, uh, hand me. I need a cup of sugar. And she hands her the cup, the measuring cup, like you know, the little plastic Tupperware cup. And she's over there, you know, cracking the eggs and doing her thing. Then she turned around because her mom didn't have the sugar ready. And her mom was looking at this measuring cup. And she wasn't sure what to do with it. And she said, at that moment, I realized this was a far bigger problem. And she's far worse than I ever thought. And she said, it took my breath away. Okay, Difficulty Performing Familiar Tasks and then problems with language so you can't come up with the word uh you know what you're trying to th- you know what you're trying to say but you just can't get it out you may be also mixing up your words or using inappropriate words for what you're trying to accomplish or explain or describe disorientation to place and time that's uh, that's pretty you know pretty straightforward Poor judgment or decreased judgment. That's when you see people getting taken advantage of by some of these scams out there and donating to a charity or uh, you're buying a used car warranty that they don't need. uh, They don't, you know, they they definitely, you know what I'm talking about, right? So taking uh, taking advantage of financially because they just don't have that sharp judgment and they're more easily manipulated by some of these terrible people out there. Problems keeping track. Track of things and we're not talking about misplacing your keys once in a while which okay i'm raising my hand i've done that occasionally <laughs> okay i'm usually pretty good at that but uh once in a while you know you might misplace something no this is far greater than that problems keeping track of things misplacing things right that's kind of uh, kind of similar changes in mood or behavior and this would be something that's kind of sudden or out of the blue Okay, trouble with images and spatial relationships. So you're not sure uh, about, uh, you know, spatial relationships and and because that's uh, kind of connected with your eyesight. Your eyesight changes with, uh, with Alzheimer's and some forms of dementia. Withdrawal from work or social activities. So the person knows they have a problem. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be uh, kind of outed. So instead of embarrassing themselves they're just going to withdraw from these activities so people don't see that. Okay, so if these signs are new, there may be a sign of dementia. And let me say this, Dr. Burns uh, from the from the KU Alzheimer's uh, disease center uh, he's very, very quick to point out dementia is not a normal part of aging. Oh, that, oh, Steve, you're just getting old. Well, no, that, that's not normal, okay? So you can age and not have these things. It's not normal. That's the point. So if you think these problems are affecting your daily life, or the life of someone you love, you should definitely reach out to your doctor. Immediately seek out more information uh, from, again, that local Alzheimer's Disease Center. Uh, And in fact, we have one of the top Alzheimer's Disease Centers right here in Kansas City. That's the KU Alzheimer's Disease Center. Or again, the Alzheimer's Association of Kansas City at 1-800-272-3900. All right, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app, a u d a c y A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia is that statement true or false? And the answer is true. The answer is true. And I've had a lot of people over all of the years ask that question. Well, well, Stevie, how is Alzheimer's disease different from dementia? And the answer is it's not different from dementia. It is a type or a form of dementia, and in fact, it is the most common type or most common form of dementia there is. And you've got a whole bunch of other—I don't know. Last time I looked, there are like sixty different, uh, like versions or variations or types of of dementia. There are a few big ones in there, uh, but uh, but but Alzheimer's is definitely the most common type. Of dementia. And I'll guarantee a lot of the listeners just learned something new today. So how about that? All right. So we have some
0: news. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right. So
1: this is from CNBC. And uh, this was actually all over a, a bunch of different news outlets. Pfizer's CEO says COVID vaccine effectiveness drops to 84% after six months. Ah, boy. (laughs) All right. So the effectiveness of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine steadily declines over time. And this is, you know, one of the big concerns by a lot of folks who are kind of afraid To take the vaccine because they just don't. They want to know more about it, and frankly, we don't have any long term studies. I mean, they're just they're happening kind of real time, and then they're starting to report some of this stuff. Okay, but steadily declines over time, dropping to about eighty four percent for vaccinated people four to six months after getting their second dose, and that's according to the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bourla, I believe is how you say that. The study found the vaccine's effectiveness was strongest at 96.2% between one week to two months after receiving that second dose. And then it declined an average of 6% every couple of months, according to the study, which signed up more than 44,000 people across the U.S. and other countries. You see where all this is going, don't you? (laughs) So the good news is that we are, this is a quote, that we are very, very confident that a third dose, that's where it's going, (laughs) a booster will take up the immune response to levels that will be enough to protect against the Delta variant. So the skeptics out there might say, you see, they're just trying to make more money selling a third dose. And then when that one drops off, then we'll be selling a fourth dose. And pretty soon, it'll be like the flu shot. We'll have have to have an annual booster. And I'm not into that or I'm not up for that. Okay, that's what a lot of people who are kind of negative about all this stuff, that's what they're thinking. And guess what? If we don't get up to a herd immunity where this ridiculous COVID-19 virus kind of runs out of space and stops mutating if we don't get there this will we will end up just like a flu shot we're going to have a, we're going to have to have a like a booster every year uh, just to keep us out of out of the hospital so uh th- i mean i i think that's coming I, I hope it burns itself out and it dies off but i i'm not convinced that it ever will call me a pessimist i <laughs> I, I sure hope it does Okay, and then not to be outdone, (laughs) U.S. News and World Report. The headline Moderna's coronavirus vaccine protection does not decline after six months. How about that? (laughs) Although I have some major concerns about this one. Okay, Moderna announced. Listen to the timing of this. Moderna announced that its vaccine against coronavirus does not wane six months after the second dose. Listen to this timing. In a statement released in advance of its earnings call, timing is everything. The company... (laughs) Offering few scientific details. Skeptical, skeptical. (laughs) That's my Tourette's kicking in, right? (laughs) Says its vaccine's 93% efficacy remains durable through six months after the second dose. Okay, so the giant holes here. That statement comes out after Pfizer says, oops, we drop to 84% after six months. Moderna, oh, no, no, no. Here, I'm going to hold my hand up. No, no, look at us. Look at us. Look at me. Look at me. We don't wane after six months. So we're going to release that headline just before our earnings call. So we can prop up our stock and our earnings and all of that financial funny business. And the company couldn't back up that statement with significant scientific details. Hmm. So the skeptic in me, I don't know. Are you buying that one? I don't know if I'm buying that one. I guess my confidence might be kind of low because of the timing and uh, few scientific details. It's all about the science right? Well I think that one's all about the timing anyway all right I'll leave that up to you <laughs> to decide what you think is uh, is credible or not. I, I totally believe the Pfizer uh, uh, study that that's a that's a big study and they're saying hey we drop off to 84 that's still pretty good. But it also kind of paves the way for that booster shot, which the FDA and Pfizer are going round and round arguing whether we, you know, is it needed or not? And should we approve it or not? Ah, it kind of makes me tired a little bit. And then this last week on the 21st, this is uh, on Fox 4 News. I thought this was interesting. Platt County Health Department offering the Johnson & Johnson. You haven't heard that for a while. The Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccine in Parkville, Missouri. For And it's not just for the people living in that county or that city. It's for anyone in the area wanting to get a one-dose vaccine. They were kind of promoting it as you know the convenient alternative if you, if you just want to come out. Get one shot, one and done. You don't have to mess with coming back, you know, for three weeks for your second dose, et cetera. Just get it one. Just get it once and get it done. Uh, J&J is now becoming more and more available. Uh, Its efficacy is lower than the other two, but it's not an mRNA technology vaccine. It actually uh, has a virus in it with spiky proteins and uh, is more like a traditional approach. So anyway, that is your news. I'll have a lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast of all of the recent episodes of this program. Again, at SeniorCareLive.com. And you can find them on all of the major Podcast platforms.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right.
1: Here we go again. (laughs) This is getting so old. I'm getting tired of talking about it. (laughs) But I feel compelled to warn you again. I just can't. I just can't. There's so many people who are supposed to know what they're talking about. And they keep demonstrating that they absolutely do not know what they're talking about. It just drives me nuts. So I'm talking with a really nice family. And uh, and they are working with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, to find a great place for their father. And, uh, and, and everything's going well. They're, they're from Missouri. They own property in Missouri, but uh, he and, and and he may need hospice care. Um, I, I think I think he's going to need hospice care fairly soon. Anyway, we're working through all of that. But they are particularly interested in some places uh, on the Kansas side of the state line. And before they contacted me. They reached out. They kind of waded out into the waters, uh, into you know, looking at Google and calling a few places, and they quickly found out. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, they noticed that you know they were responding to you know some of these uh, some of these sites and some of these things on Google that they had clicked. And they they immediately saw that a middleman, some middleman, kind of jumped in between them and would not give them the information about the places that they were looking into. Well, give us your name and your number, and then yeah, then then we'll you know we'll we'll make contact. And and they're like, oh wait a minute, so that sounds kind of like a middleman which kind of sounds like they're going to be expected to be paid for their marketing, which kind of sounds like we might be unintentionally working with some of these quote-unquote free referral services that we've heard about From Steve Keeker on Senior Care Live, and we don't want anything to do with that. We were just trying to reach out to, you know, ABC or XYZ Senior Care Community to chat with them a little bit and find out a little bit of information, get some pricing. But we've got all kinds of people trying to get between us and them. That's a middleman. They're being paid for that. We don't know if we're getting the straight scoop, so we don't want anything to do with that. So that's the first thing they noticed, And they're they're very, very sharp for noticing that and putting two and two together because how many other people just walk right into that trap? Walk right into the loving hands of people who don't have your best interest at heart. (laughs) You are their next house payment. You are their next sale, right? So they're very smart in in being aware of that and seeing that. But even more, I, I guess, Disturbing, disappointing. This is the part that I just kind of get tired of talking about. They did talk to a few professionals without the middleman getting in there. And they're they talking about, you know, their dad and what, you know, what his needs were, etc., etc., etc. And they said, yeah, you know, he he and mom, you know, they live on the Missouri side of the state line. But, you know, we're wanting to move into Kansas because of, you know... This, that, and the other, right? They explained their whole story. And they had professionals. I'm putting that in quotes. And professionals very clearly tell them, oh, oh, oh and, and by the way, he, he was, he was going to have a, a little, a short time paying privately, private pay, right? And then he was going to need to qualify for Medicaid. So these professionals inform this family oh well wait a minute wait a minute but but we're in kansas and they they live in missouri and my client said well yeah yeah that's right so we're wanting to move him to a a kansas-based location and senior care community he'll pay private leave for two three months and then we'll need to get him qualified for medicaid well you can't do that and they're like well why is that Well, because he's from Missouri. We're in Kansas. You can't come over here and apply for Medicaid. He's a Missouri resident. He owns property in Missouri. So you're going to have to go to Missouri for that. This is when I want to um, pull my hair out. Now, I still have hair at my age, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> so I'm not going to pull my hair out, but I'm just going to do a consumer alert again. I, I must. I bet you I've done a dozen of these things over the years on this exact topic. So when my client said, Steve, we're just throwing our hands up. We thought we might be able to handle this on our own. We can't. Uh, we have weird kind of middlemen in there trying trying to you know, trying to pull some fast moves on us. We have people giving us information that is uh, very confusing. We need you to help us. And I said, uh, be be glad to help you. Be glad to work with you. I will tell you the absolute fact. The fact is that these, and I'm putting up my air quotes, Sean, we need a television camera in here, <laughs> right? Now, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a Facebook Live or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, I'm putting out my air quotes, My the, the, the professionals, ma'am, that, that you spoke with, they have no clue what they're talking about. They are wrong. They gave you some incorrect and very poor advice. They clearly don't know what they're talking about. And she said, well, explain that to me. And I said, okay, let me explain this to you. Here's how Medicaid goes, right? You can live in Timbuktu, (laughs) wherever, right? You can live in any of the other 49 states. If you choose to to move your loved one to the state of Kansas, that's what they wanted to do, you may do so there are no residency requirements. He doesn't have to live here for a minimum period of time to establish residency than to qualify for Medicaid. He can move here tomorrow. And as long as he's moved into a long-term care community, and here's the kicker, with the intent to stay, he is now on day one a Kansas resident. And that is a fact. A fact. Now, if someone wants to call and argue with me, I'll, I'll visit with you about that. Okay. You're going to lose that argument because I just quoted the law. I just quoted fact. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm not trying to be mean about this, but this, and they, they were told that by a couple of folks who sounded very convincing, and they're professional, so well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we can't move to Kansas. Well, it, it is a fact that you can move to Kansas. And I'll also say this for the state of Missouri, since we're kind of on the state line. The listening, the listening and catchment area of this Talk 980 signal goes way into Missouri, way into Kansas, even up into Nebraska a little bit. And of course, you can stream this anywhere in the world, but uh, for for the local or regional listening area, if you live in Timbuktu in the other 49 states and you want to move to Missouri, you can do so. You don't have to be a Missouri resident to move to a Missouri long-term care community and qualify for Missouri Medicaid. Right, So I, I just don't know how many times, I, I have to say it, and I don't know how many more times I'm going to hear this. I'm sure that's not the last of it. <laughs> I, I've even had, uh, this has been a few years back, I, I was even working with the family, and we were we were all, myself, with Senior Care Consulting, then the family in need, and they were working on behalf of one of their parents, and then we were we were all coordinating this and working with, an excellent elder law firm. And I had someone at this particular nursing home on the Kansas side arguing with me. Nope, nope, can't do that. Nope. Nope, well, we're not even going to talk to them. They don't qualify, all this stuff. And I'm like, well... Would you like me to put you in touch with the with the elder law firm uh, that we're that the family's working with, so that they can kind of inform you of the law? Nope, nope, nope. We even spoke with our attorneys, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> anyway, here's the bottom line of this. Okay, the bottom line is you can live from any state in the country, and if you want to move your loved one to a Kansas-based long-term care community and then at some point qualify them from Kansas Medicaid you may do so proceed with caution this has been a consumer alert brought to you by senior care live all right so so and i think the moral of the story is be really careful where you get your advice <laughs> all right So coming up next, I'm going to have a whole lot more. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to seniorcarelive.com. All right. So, jumping around a little bit today. There's just so much on my mind. <laughs> Earlier we were talking about uh, Alzheimer's uh, awareness month and uh, Alzheimer's Day and all of that sort of thing. Just want to touch on memory care in this last part of the program. And that is a just a wildly misunderstood, uh, I think, concept. Uh, I know for sure it's a misunderstood uh, uh, type of care. A lot of people think it's a level of care. I want to kind of unpack that here in just a moment. And I am positive that there are some, not everyone, but there are some in the marketplace that intentionally misuse the term memory care. I think it's pretty misleading in my opinion. Okay, And you know I'm a little bit outspoken on some things, <laughs> or maybe on everything, but uh, that's why so many people tune into Senior Care Live, because here you will get the unvarnished truth. I'm not going to play politics, I'm, I don't suck up to anybody, right? I just kind of tell you how it is, and that's why, that's refreshing, because frankly, most people don't do that. Okay, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about stuff, <laughs> right? I'm just really, I'm pulling the curtains back. I'm just trying to educate uh, our, our listening audience on how it really is. I think most people really appreciate that. There might be a few that don't, but hey, what can I tell you? So, uh, do the right thing. Uh, don't give bad advice like what I just talked about in the last segment, and, and we'll all get along just fine. So, <laughs> right. Don't intentionally misuse memory care, and we'll get along just fine. Right, And you'll probably be better off yourself. So uh, the term memory care is just kind of a mess. Okay, It's kind of turned into a catch-all. Let me tell you about memory care, and to, and to do that, I probably need to back up just a little bit, and, and, and maybe I'll, I'll get into more of the detail next week, but uh, you have to determine, first of all, you know, what level of care that you would need, and the levels of care would dictate by how the place is licensed, that would dictate how much care that they can provide and what they uh, have to provide. And, and, uh, and, and some minimum levels of staffing and minimum levels of care that they would need to provide. So it just it dictates their regulations, their policies, procedures, and what they can and cannot do. So, for example, a high-level long-term care resident probably is not going to be able to be appropriately cared for at the assisted living or the residential care level of care that's just it's not going to work okay so you have different levels of care again i tie that to the licensure so you have long you have long-term care which is the highest level of care some people still refer to that as a nursing home then you have assisted living which is that uh, kind of that wide lane in the center that helps you with those activities of daily living bathing dressing grooming they distribute your medications they can help you with your toileting, they can help to a point with your incontinence support, incontinence management. Again, they distribute your medications. They can uh, uh, help you, you know, to and from dinings. I you know help you with your mobility to and from your activities. There's a full slate of activities, social engagement. They can do some health monitoring there. They can help you with transportation to and from doctor's appointments. I mean, there's there's a There's a ton of support there. It's just not necessarily medically based. It's really more around those activities of daily living and support at that level. There's a a lot of help there. Another level of care, it's kind of a Kansas-specific thing, although uh, you can get this in, uh, in Missouri and some other states as well, but Kansas has a specific licensure called Home Plus. And just think of that as assisted living, kind of on the higher end of assisted living, higher-end capabilities, but instead of a big building that would provide care for you know, 60 or 80 or 100 or 120 residents, they're in, it, it it's in a house, literally a ranch-style house that could help anywhere from maybe four to six residents, maybe upwards of 12 residents. So you've got that home-like setting plus a higher-end assisted living uh, level of care, and it, it's great. Right, and then on the generally speaking, kind of the lower side of uh, of assisted living, I would call that residential care facility RCF. And in Missouri, they break it down into RCF one, RCF two. I don't know why they have to break it down that much. Kansas just has RCF, uh, but just call that like assisted living light. Generally speaking, okay. So we have all these different levels of care for people with different levels of need levels of support that would be required well you could find memory care which is a special type of care for a cognitively impaired resident at the rcf level of care so that would be care for that would be a special type of care for someone with cognitive impairment At that lower level of care, maybe they just need a little bit of help with those activities of daily living, but they also have memory issues, cognitive issues. You can find memory care at the assisted living level of care. Again, it's that social model helping you minimally or fully with all those different activities in your bathing and in in your toileting and incontinence support, medication management and all those sort of things. You can find memory care at the assisted living level of care. You could find memory care at the Home Plus level of care. Is this confusing yet? <laughs> okay, I'm telling you how it is here, okay? And guess what? You could find memory care, which is a special type of care for a cognitively impaired resident. You can find memory care at the long-term care level of care or the nursing home level of care that's the highest level so they at the nursing home or long term care level they can do everything that the assisted living level of care provides plus full medical support and management two person transfer diabetic management insulin injection wound care i mean it goes on tube feeding iv therapy goes on and on and on and on so it's all that lower level of care plus all the medical support Okay, that's that highest level of care. Well, you can find memory care there. Again, a special type of care for a cognitively impaired resident. Someone who may be an elopement risk or a flight risk due to wandering about or maybe actively exit seeking. The, code, the doors uh, are coded, so it's very difficult for them to get out of the space and unintentionally put themselves in harm's way. You have to keep them safe. That's a big part of it. These spaces are generally speaking smaller areas as to be less, less overwhelming, lower stimulation. And, and there's a lot more to memory care. We'll break that down another day. But the bottom line is if you hear the term memory care, just understand memory care is not a place. Okay, this is the easiest way to think of it. Memory care is not a place. It's not a level of care. It's a type of care that could be offered at four different levels of care. And if you have any questions about that, that's one of the things that my firm with Senior Care Consulting, we sort through all of that. We cut through that like a warm knife through butter, right? We we understand this. We don't let our clients make mistakes. So if you're interested in more help in finding the right place for your loved one, Reach out to me at Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800, or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. I'm your host, Steve Kieker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live.